This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the war of attrition has taken its toll on both of those teams early and often, which to keep to to bring it back to the Bruins is is a is why it's so imperative to look if if the Bruins come back to Boston and lose game five and you have two more cracks at the can, obviously it's 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 not ideal to have to go six games at this point. But I know there's there's a question floating out there, right? If Patrice Bergeron's healthy, does he draw back into the lineup? Or with the team up three games to one, do you keep just rolling out the team as is? They've done it so far, they can do it again. But my my response to that would be no. Like If he's good to go, he should play because it's the playoffs. You don't want to take any chances with an opponent going back home. And I think that with Scott, you mentioned earlier, like if the Bruins can wrap this up early – uh, in five games, like this Bruins team, like, yeah, they, they, they could use the rest, you, you know, a big, a big part of going deep in the playoffs is you do, you need a short series here. You, 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 not necessarily in round one, but you need a short series in the, one of the first three going to the cup finals. If you want to go to the cup finals and win, you need a short, shorter series. And, and I'll, I'll illustrate, for example, every time the Bruins have gone to the cup finals with this in this era, They've had that series, right? In 2011, they had a grueling seven-game series with Montreal featuring multiple games going into overtime. But they were able to sweep Philly. They were able to get that revenge and sweep. finally finish off the sweep, which they couldn't do the year before. But they, they, they were able to sweep Philly. And if you don't sweep Philly, say that game goes to seven games. I don't – that series goes to seven games. I don't know if the Bruins have the energy – to beat Tampa the following series. Maybe they don't. And cause Tampa, cause Tampa had two quick series that, that year too, before the conference finals. Uh, so the Bruins swept Philly and then they, they were able, able to gear up for two seven game series against Toronto, uh, Tampa and, and Vancouver 2013. They, they beat, they had seven games against Toronto. They beat the Rangers in a gentleman sweep in five. And then they beat the Penguins in four. And of course they lost to Chicago, but, um, and then in 2019, you obviously swept the hurricanes in the conference finals and didn't turn out great for the Bruins in the cup finals. But my point is if you're going to play four series, one of them has to be relatively quick. It would be great if the Bruins could get some rest here going into the next round, especially against an opponent, either Tampa Bay or Toronto, as you guys have illustrated is really going through the grinder right now. Yeah. And as far as, you know, do you play Bergeron or rest them? Like there. If he's cleared, I'm I'm with you. He's playing. Like if he's only 65%, then sure, get him more rest. But if he's ready to go, like there's also a benefit of getting to knock some rust off because it's now been, you know, almost two weeks since he's played more than a period in a game. Uh, you know, so there's like there's going to be some rust, and you're gonna have a, you know, if you wrap this up on Wednesday, you're gonna have a good good layoff before the next round begins. I'm guessing it would go through the weekend and then probably early next week, the next round begins, depending on how long Tampa Toronto goes. It could be even later than that. So, um, 
yeah, definitely. Like, get him in there, and if if there has to be some sort of minutes restriction, that's fine. You can manage that. But yeah, I don't I don't really understand the whole like, oh, hold him out even if he's cleared to go and and ready to play. Like that doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like you said, like you also don't take anything for granted if. Patrice Bergeron can can help you close out this series. You do that. You don't you don't say, oh well, we got it anyways, and you know risk dropping a game. And now you're going back to Florida, and it's three two, and like who knows? So, yeah, if guys can play, they play. Like it's it's the playoffs. I said this before when we were talking about resting Bergeron. You know, early in the series, I was like, no, you're you're not holding him out because uh, we think we can get by Florida without him. That's just not how you approach the playoffs. If guys can play, they play. Period. Yeah, I want to weigh in on this too because I've I've had like I've played it out in my mind like both ways. Um, and I first of all, I feel like getting Bergeron back for game five is such a emotional boost that like once again you have this reason to like obviously you have the reason to close it out, but you have this extra juice added um because you're getting your captain back and just to how um ecstatic he would be to finally be able to crack the playoffs um this this go around um would be kind of an emotional lift so there you go that that could help you close out the series um in five games and then he'll get the rest right after um but i've also played out the situation in my mind the the uh the the talk radio situation because that's the world we live in where it's like okay bergeron that like doesn't get through game five like healthy and then here we go again with the why you playing him in a game that you know you could probably have closed out the series without him and um you know you go back to the hindsight being what everybody looks at like okay well you could have gotten it done without him why didn't you just rest him if he was you know um if it was just one game left whatever um which but the, the true answer is that you don't know if it's one game left it could be you know you could go to seven so um yeah, I, I feel like that's absolutely what the conversation will be like if he goes back in there and either comes out a little bit banged up or, or you know, if he takes another hit or what have you, if things go wrong for him, even if he's rusty or something like you, you're going to hear that um, the next the next day. But um, yeah, but, but to, to speak to him being back in the lineup, though. Um, you put him back on the first line and then you're able to get that Bertuzzi Zaka Pasternak line together and not really feel like you need to mix them up too much. Um, and then you'll get that Hall Coyle Frederick line back together and the pieces start to fall back into place the way that they were earlier. Um, if you get Bergeron back, it could just be nice in general, just nice to see that again and see how that's working. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny. I just feel like we haven't, we've been talking about it for so long. Like, what's this Bruins lineup going to look like up the middle and these lines, like when they're fully healthy? And <laughs> the trade deadline was what, two, how long ago was it? A month, month and a half ago, two months ago. And we haven't even had one game with everybody healthy yet to even see that come to fruition. So, you know, when Krejci comes back, I still don't know what they're going to do. But knowing how things go, when Krejci does come back, I'm sure somebody else will be hurt and <laughs> things will just slide into the way they have been. But, Scott, you made a comment earlier in the episode about, I believe it was you, Scott, mentioning that Pavel Zaka has kind of been rushed in, or not rushed to, but he he was put into that first line center position maybe a little earlier than anticipated. And I would say offensively that's true, but I 
I feel like we've glossed over a little bit how much Charlie Coyle has stepped up in so many different little areas of the game. He obviously had a great goal in game two. Uh, I'm sorry, game three uh, with a tip in front of the net, but he has just been so steady and he's been a Patrice Bergeron has such a calming presence about him when he's on the ice. And I feel like Charlie Coyle has done an admirable job trying his best to emulate that. And he, I just wanted to bring him up. I wanted to give him his own little minute of, of, of spotlight here because he's really stepped up and it's such an such an important role defensively, physically, uh, with, with with two key guys out of the lineup in a year where the team is all in. The stakes the stakes were very very high for Boston going down to Sunrise, tied one to one, with the lineup the way that it was. Florida feeling good about themselves. To I think, like I said, I think everybody here would have been happy with a split down there. They don't get that. They get both of them, and I think Charlie Coyle's role. Uh, he was he was integral at least up front, um, helping the Bruins do that and allowing some other players to f- still focus on offense because he was he was he was a rock for the Bruins, especially in their own zone. Yeah, and you know I think just like how we mentioned Marshank being like, I know I need to step up as a leader. I think Coyle like clearly understood the assignment of I need to be a top two center. Like period. They're like. There is no other option. I need to be the one who steps up here. And Indy has. And yeah, not with a ton of points. But in terms of his all-around game, absolutely. Um, by the way, I just saw this come across. Matthew Kachuk find $5,000 for cross-checking. So exactly what, what we predicted early in the episode. Um, what you predicted. You, Scott. Yeah. Mystic, Mystic Mac over here. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> strikes again. Hockey gods talking to me. Guess what, though? You didn't get the sweep. I had Bruins in five. Really? Ryan had Bruins mm-hmm. in six. Just a reminder. You know, here's the thing. That wasn't – that was me trying to be bold. That wasn't really the hockey gods talking to me. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kinda, okay. I kind of right. went against my own okay. religion there. And, you know, I've I've, I've suffered. I've performed my Hail Marys. And uh, we're getting back on good terms with the hockey we'll gods. We'll see you next round when he predicts another sweep. But um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I doubt there's uh, no way in your right mind you should think the Bruins would sweep either Toronto or Tampa Bay. So well, uh, we'll that, uh, you better not be predicting a sweep in that one. <laughs> people, people are gonna have to tune in to find out. You're gonna have oh, to tune God. in. Uh, good. And then and then people uh, will will tweet at us again. Get Scott off of this. Get what is he <laughs> talking about? Um, but there is one thing I we we're getting late in the podcast, and we'd be remiss if we did not talk about Allmark. Um, and like, I thought maybe we were even going to start with this because, um, it was, you know, it happened towards the end of the game. First of all, all Mark's health will, will, I want to talk about too, but he, <laughs> he tries to fight the worst possible person you could try to fight. I understand he was being baited and there was plenty of reason to want to punch Kachuk in the face, but this brings me back to something I had heard on NHL Network about a month ago when Flurry tried to fight Bennington, which was that Ryan Reeves was on and he said he was saying, I told him never do ne- to Flurry, never do this again. All right. If you're angry at someone, let me handle it because I don't want to see my goalie get hurt. And we're not just talking about, you know, Mark Andre Flurry here. We're talking about 
Linus Allmark, who is the best goalie in the league. And he's not even trying to fight another goalie. He's trying to fight someone that's a psycho that fights all the time. So like, I'm just thinking to myself, I understand you're mad at him. He, he's being an asshole, but you cannot put yourself in that position to get injured and against the word, like it's it literally, he would have probably gotten his ass kicked uh, if they had let that go. Maybe Allmark goes into it knowing the refs aren't going to let that happen. So he can be a little bit of a tough guy, <laughs> but um, I just wanted to get you guys opinion on that last sequence. Allmark comes out. Swayman comes in, plays about the last three minutes of the game. And Montgomery did say that wasn't like because of the 10 minute misconduct. I guess he could have played out the rest of the game, but they wanted to get him away from the ice and because he was a little bit fired up. Um, and everybody loved that he was fired up. But I was just thinking how badly that could have gone wrong if Kachuk and him yeah. somehow were able to shake off the refs and get into an actual fight. So I'm kind of of two minds on this. And, and one half is like, Omar knew the refs were never going to let that happen. So there was real, you know, like you can draw, you can drop the gloves, take your helmet off, but like, you know, it's not actually going to come to blows. And then there's this other part of me. That's just like, what if Omar is like a secret badass and like, can just kick the shit out of anyone. Like, like what, what if he's, you know, a boxer in the off season, like training in the ring. We like, we just don't know it, you know? He's Martian said after the game, like he's he's got the size and reach, you know, he's he's got some built in advantages there, but uh, yeah, I but I, I lean towards the first one. I, I think I think he knew it was uh, they were never gonna actually let him and Matthew Kachuk uh, engage in fisticuffs, but and also if you think about it, there's a reason why he was kind of like he was staying out of it for a second, but when you think about it, there, he, there was no goalie for him to fight, <laughs> like it was a they had the goalie pulled, so they had six six guys, six skaters out there. And he's looking around, and he's like, oh, we're outnumbered. I got to grab someone. But uh, it shouldn't be – and Kachuk, first of all, hit him in the first place. That started the fight. And then hit him on the way by when he was getting dragged away. So I'm not saying he shouldn't have been pissed off at him, but I just don't want to see that. Like, it could have gone horribly wrong, honestly. Well, what a – First of all, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. I mean, uh, no, it was so entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I think what annoyed me about the situation was it's not necessarily that Florida handpicked the time to do it, but it, it does annoy me when when scrums ensue, when one team has their tougher players out there and they're going up against the other team's non-tough players. Like, oh, that's that, – like, 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 like – Montour and Kachuk and Sam Bennett like flying into a scrum to go at it with Jake DeBrusque and Pavel Zaka and like it's like it, it's it annoys me because it's like okay well do that when do that when Felino's out there and Frederick or Hathaway and and just like you know if you're gonna do it like but again that's that's part of being that's part of being rats like like they're they're they want to do it against the Bruins you know I guess better players but from a Bruins perspective it's like well it kind of makes the Bruins look like they got their ass kicked in a scrum, but it's just, it's like, okay, well, if it was, you know, certain the Bruins tough guys against, you know, Reinhardt or Barkov or whomever, it's like, yeah, it would have been seen the opposite. So I, well, no, cause those, those are few and far between, right? So when they happen, you kind of want to see tough on tough, but uh, that was the only thing that bothered me. It's like, I just like, like the way Bennett just kind of like brought, brought 
uh, debrussed down to the ice pretty hard. I was like, uh, I just like I just don't want to get hurt or something like that from a stupid scrum when because the Bruins tougher guys weren't out there to defend themselves. But that was well, the only it, thing I'm when you know exactly what's going to happen when you take a whack at the goalie at the end of the game. You know you're about to get mauled. And so Carlo and Forbert both tackled him at the same time. So those two guys had Kachuk, and then it was just a full-on scrum after that point. But Yeah, I was going to say, good, like, good job by those guys because, you know, we, we know Forbert and Carlo sometimes – Sometimes they can kind of be gentle giants, but they jumped right on Kachuk case. Um, and the one last point I was going to make is uh, Bruins record in postseasons where their goalie throws a punch. Pretty good. Yeah, very yeah. good. Very good. Did he did he did he officially throw a punch? Are we calling that a punch? <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, he tried. It was a little jam. He, yeah, he threw a little blocker at him. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we can count it. I mean, like, he would have had a full on season if he had scored a goal and, like, fought Makachuk. <laughs> like, like, what the hell is going on this season with Linus Allmark? <laughs> but um, anyway. Well, also, also, Allmark had an assist in the game. So he, yes, was, he was almost a, a goal away from a Gordy Howe hat trick. Yeah. No, if, if he gets the fight before the end of the year, he has at least a Gordy Howe hat trick. season like if you count it over the full season but um oh god so my my last thing with with Allmark is so he has started all four games we had been going you know back and forth about should Swayman play and then yesterday morning Sunday morning when we had Razor on Sunday skate he was saying it's gonna be Allmark and we all kind of agreed but I heard other people saying oh it should be Swayman um there's been zero reason to take Allmark out. Um, he we questioned his health, um, and Razor kind of made it seem like, all right, his health probably wasn't why he didn't practice. It, you know, maybe he was just getting rest, and maybe it was just gamesmanship, and maybe his he is a hundred percent healthy. Um, it's been hard to tell, honestly. We've not been getting many straight answers, and um, Allmark hasn't looked injured when he's played. He's maybe in a, a few little situations, he's moving a little bit different. I, I don't know. He has not played bad enough where you're like, oh, okay, something's bothering him. So I think Allmark game five to close it out makes the most sense. Yeah, I mean, I think he's looked good outside of game two, but the whole team sucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, look, I, th- I think the question is simple, right, if you're the Bruins. Which goalie do you feel gives you the best chance to win game five? If the answer is all Mark, play him. And then if you win, you get you get to rest after a five game series. So take care of business and you know, don't play with your food. It, like like don't rest don't rest Bergeron if he's healthy. Don't try to rest all Mark just because you feel like he's like win the series and rest them. Like get the job done and make the make make the personnel decisions you feel going into the game gives you the best chance to do that. If you lose, you lose, but at least you're losing with having thought it out and giving yourself, giving yourself the best chance in your mind. And I, th- I think that in the post game press conference, if, if you guys want to go back and listen to it, it's on the Bruins Twitter and it's on the Bruins um, website. Montgomery pretty much says as much as that's going to be all Mark. Like he doesn't actually say it, but the way that he's talking about him, it's like, that's the number one guy right now. And that's, it only makes sense. I'd be shocked if it's not all Mark in game five. 
Yeah, and I mean, the extra day off between game four and five definitely helps. Like, if anything, the, the toughest turnaround of the series was from game three to four from Friday night to Sunday afternoon. And I think that was the only reason that, like, people were thinking maybe it might be Swayman. Um, but they go with Elmark, and he plays really well again. So, yeah, I would say, you know, even as someone who previously advocated for the rotation, like, they're obviously not doing that. At this point, you finish the series off with Elmark. So, um, and then, absolutely. What do you guys think Florida's going to do? Because they've had they've they've rotated their goalies and neither of them have done particularly well. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, good question, but I, I think they're kind of screwed either way. Um, I feel like I, you got to go back to Lyon. I I just I I don't know why, but I feel like you got to go back. Like he had some spurts where he looked like he could steal you a game. You know, but, you know, he also let in some soft goals that same game in game one. Like, he looked like he could stand on his head, and then all of a sudden he's letting in that Marshawn goal, and it's just like, you just don't really think either of those can do guys can do it, but I feel like it's time to go back to Lyon and just try it. Uh, it's hard because, obviously, one's a veteran, and one has – this is his first ever playoff experience. So, um, hard to say what they should do, honestly. Well, yeah, and Bobrovsky's a veteran with a bunch of inconsistent plays throughout the playoffs, too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's a veteran. He's been there, but he hasn't really done that outside. I mean, outside of that that one run with Columbus, that, and they fell to Boston. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't really think if – I don't think it really matters for the – like, it matters for the Panthers who they go with and who they think gives them the best chance. But if the Bruins come out and play that the way that they can, I, don't, I think it's kind of a moot point. Yeah, I just uh, purely to finish the thought about the goalies. Um, yeah, who knows? Scott, do you have any closing closing thoughts? Uh, I tweeted this after the game, but it, the Panthers actually out attempted and outshot the Bruins in Game Four. But mm-hmm. Bruins' defense did a great job keeping them to the outside. Scoring chances were still in the Bruins' favor. High danger chances were ten to six Bruins. Uh, so it was, it was a lot of empty calories for the Panthers offense. And, you know, we touched on earlier the job that the Bruins did defensively, but just to, just to wrap up on that, like really, you know, you'll give up those shots from the outside all day. And that really seems to be the only answer that the Panthers offense has right now is fire from everywhere and, you know, try to get deflections and screens and rebounds. Um, that's how they've scored a few of the goals that they have this series. Bruins did a great job of really just taking that away and just letting those be harmless outside shots that were pretty easy for all Mark. And the, yeah, to, because we didn't mention this, um, Bruins were outshot 10, nothing to start the game. Um, and then it was kind of like, Oh, that's not, that's not gonna, you know, bode well for you if you can't get a shot on goal. And, and, you know, it's like the first like eight minutes or so. Um, it didn't start out as uh, it started out lopsided in terms of shots. Uh, shots on goal. That way. Shots on goal for sure. Shots I mean, on goal, yes. Shots I, on goal. They did have a few shots that missed. Yeah, but, I wonder if um, the were there. Yeah. But yeah, they. You, you don't you don't like to see that stat to start the game, so uh, they were able to overcome that. Like you said, Scott, they did get outshot. Um, but anyway, any predictions for for game five here? Uh, 
feelings on does Bergeron actually make it in or was that more gamesmanship again? Like, oh, he's likely for game five. I don't, I don't, I don't see any reason why the Bruins need to try to deceive the Florida Panthers in round one of the playoffs. You know, well, no, I, think- I, I actually don't even think of it as deceiving for for this game. I think like maybe just they like the likely means they were hopeful, but that the injury, like they they don't know the final answer on the injury until probably Tuesday or Wednesday morning. Hmm. So, um, is he actually ready? That's the question. Yeah, that's that's that. Yeah, that's the question. If he, I just, I guess what I'm saying is I just don't I don't think they're putting out one thing to kind of you know try to get in Florida's head or, or you know give them make a mystery about the Bruins lineup. I don't think I don't think that's anything that they're doing. But I just think they I think they genuinely are just taking a, a day at a time to see if he can play. No, because again nobody knows what the hell he's dealing with. We can speculate, but we just don't know. But and I guess yeah. Tuesday they'll practice, right, Scott? Is it? 11 30 practice again um and we'll see if Bergeron uh, finally practices with the team rather than ahead of you know skating and working on his own stuff ahead of practice yeah they haven't announced their schedule for tuesday yet but yes i'm assuming it'll be a regular full practice either 11 or 11 30 um yeah that they're off monday coming back uh don sweeney's meeting with the media later in the afternoon monday afternoon um i there'd been a rumor and I'll be interested to see if Sweeney confirms it, that they had some travel issues getting out of Florida, which I guess isn't really that big of a deal when you have an off day anyways. But um, yeah, I, I think their flight back might've been delayed. Scott, if the Bruins, if the Bruins were to beat the Panthers in game five and wrap up the series and they had like a week off before their second round series, that would make a lot of sense to me. Why, you know, maybe they'd throw out Don Sweeney to have a chat with the media between series What's the reasoning, and is it common for a mid-series GM availability? I find like that's not very common with this Bruins team. You know, maybe Toronto, like maybe Dubas speaks up in Toronto because it's a different beast up there. But like, do you know the nature of why he's speaking to the media right now between in mid-series? I think it's just so everyone else has a day off. It's kind of the, you know, GM will take the bullet for the coach. Um, that way, you know, Montgomery has today off too because – they do try to have some sort of media availability every day in the playoffs. So yeah. I think it's obviously players aren't going to be available on an off day. And I think Sweeney steps up and says, you know, Monty, you, you don't have to meet with the media today either. He's just going to take a victory lap. <laughs> yeah, um, They right. had him on the pregame for quite an extended amount of time. Nesson had an extended pregame. Um, and Sophia talked to him for about six minutes or so. Um, ahead of game four and it was actually a pretty interesting interview I think I sent you guys it if in case you missed it but um yeah he's already he already talked yesterday so he's gonna talk again um who knows what could he say differently two days later not sure um but he obviously spoke about Bergeron and the depth and and different things like that so I'm not sure how much we're gonna be able to glean from him uh he has the easy deflection of not i don't know you know i'm not part of the medical staff i don't know if bergeron and Krejci are ready for whatever so um every day it's it's different <laughs> every day we're finding out different information who knows next tomorrow morning or wednesday morning we could find out someone else is out of the lineup at the last second who the hell knows um 
Bridget, one, one thing one thing I meant to comment on uh, earlier when you brought up the the narrative that might be if Bergeron would have played in Game Five about you know like I I I I agree with you like there's obviously I can think of a couple of personalities that would definitely go there for for the sake I of, wonder who for the sake of creating segments and over the course of a show, but I will say I feel like uh, even they behind uh, when when the red lights off I think I think when there's a pl- when when the word playoff is in front of a game. I think I think people tend to they're okay with with the risk of injury. Uh, I mean, uh, assuming that the player's healthy cuz if you're not going to play in the playoffs, like like when are you going to play? Like I think when it's a playoff game, it's it it's it alleviates some of those criticisms because it's like, well, it's now or never. Like go for it and and don't give your opponent a chance to breathe. I I like I said I agree with you. I do think some people will make that ne- that 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 question impose that question, but I think for the most part, a lot of the sane people who may have criticized Bergeron playing in game 82, I think, I don't think they would have an issue with it because it's a playoff game. I think that's, that, that's the big distinction and difference there. I meant to comment on that earlier, but uh, it, it will be interesting to follow. I'm sure, I'm sure your prediction will certainly. Just because it's logical, Brian, doesn't mean it will be what happens. On the- <laughs> so just know that. That's true. That's true. Okay, uh, about an hour ten into this. Any closing thoughts for you guys? I know I already asked you, Scott, but anything? Are you guys ready to wrap this up? Yeah. Yes. All right, uh, Br- Bridget. What's your cat's name again? Xerxes. Xerxes. Yeah. All right. So on behalf of myself, Bridget, Scott, and Xerxes, thank you for listening. Uh, enjoy Game Five, which is Wednesday. Wednesday. All right. Enjoy Game Five, and we will talk to you all very soon.